0: Good morning, Street
1: Talkers. This is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi on Street Talk Theology, where we take our theology and we bring it to the streets. Welcome back, uh, Street Talkers. We are excited to have you. And I got Pastor Michael Kenny with me. And uh, uh, what did I say? You heard say Pastor Michael Kenny. You can see how much I miss Pastor Michael Teddy, it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Pastor Michael is with us from India. And, uh, listen, anything you want to speak to me about pastor Grimaldi at Gmail, uh, give me a shout out as we continue our segments, our podcast and street talk theology. We want to give a shout out to the Christian podcast community who we are now recording on and and being part of. So we're thankful and grateful for them. And with no further ado, we got a couple of sub. Well, we got one subject we want to finish up, and this is always a tough subject. Um, We uh, we're going to talk about experiencing God's love in the midst of suffering, and how the Bible is an anchor to us. In other words, how the Bible can help us through this. But before we get into that tough sub subject or tough topic, however you want to call it, I want to turn it over to Pastor Michael Teddy. And uh, Michael will just bring you up to speed on what's happening in his life and his new child and his wife. And uh, he's, I know he's got a prayer request about about his uh, new home that maybe he's thinking about buying. so And then he'll let you know about the, the church where he's serving, where he is um, the, the lead teaching elder there. So, Pastor Michael, uh, my co-host, my dear friend, my brother <laughs> in Christ, um, take it away.
2: Yeah, it's, it is always a pleasure to be with you, brother. It's, uh, it's a joy uh, to all of you listening. Uh, it's, just, it's just a wonderful uh, joy serving and uh, uh, talking about the gospel and uh, hoping that uh, the discussions we have are blessing all of you out there. Um, so um, I'm Michael Teddy Again, um, I pastor a church here in India, in the southern tip of India, a church by the name of Redemption Hill. Uh, you can uh, know more about us by visiting redemptionhill.in, uh, you can write to us at redemptionhill.india at gmail.com. Um, so just as uh, Pastor Dom was saying, um, I have a little boy, three month old. His name is Ethan and, uh, he's just, uh, the most wonderful thing God has created in the world. And, uh, we're having a lot of fun with him and, um, uh, yeah. And uh, we've uh, right now thinking about moving in, buying a place, moving into a new place. And so a lot of stuff happening that way. So I've been, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been back on the Street Talk Theology. So it's just good to be back. So, yeah, that's what I am.
1: And we miss him. You know, when I got to do that solo stuff, not not that I'm ever lost for words, but I, I like <laughs> to have Pastor Michael with me. It's just a, a comfort and and. You know, it's just fellowship, too, because that's that's what we're doing here. We're just fellowshipping with you guys and women and people of God, and that's all we're doing. But this is a little bit of a tough subject, Uh, tough topic, and we're we're not afraid to tackle these tough topics, especially in in an age where um, I want to steal somebody's line. I don't know who it is, but I know I didn't come up with it, but... We we live in a world today, especially in America, I don't know how it is in India, uh, obviously I I do from our interaction, but there's something they call like the therapeutic gospel, like where, in other words, the gospel is, and there's other titles to that, other uh, innuendos of, of what the gospel is, but, you know, and then you turn to the book of Job, and then what happens? You know, the therapeutics go out the window, right? I mean... Job is a tough play um, as far as suffering goes. So I really love to have Pastor Michael on. Not only is my co-host and my brother, but I like to ask him tough questions. And this is really a tough question and something that's not easy to talk about. But it, but think about this. Let's give the I'm going to give you the end first, and then I'm going to give have Pastor Michael give you the, the I, I kind of call it the, uh, the the end game, so to speak. But Thanks. but sometimes to get to that end game, we got to let providence bear the blame in, in some avenue. So, and here's the, here's, l- let me say what I'm saying first. How do we experience God's love in the midst of suffering? And how does the Bible anchor us or, or you know, um, let me say this better How does the Bible anchor us How does it um, govern us in, in, in dealing with suffering The end game is that When you have If you let suffering have it's perfect work Or the trial It's going gonna, it's gonna to deem someone stronger In the knowledge Of who God is in Christ Right Pastor Michael That's yeah. the end game But the problem is going through that That's not easy Right? I yeah. mean, there is a there is a end game. There is, God is going to mold and shape and, and it's going to turn out for good. We know that, but so, Pastor Michael, as a pastor, if somebody's going through whatever suffering it may be, and maybe you can think about a couple of maybe real life experiences, maybe without mentioning names and stuff, how do we experience God's love when things are going awry and, and, and things aren't, I don't know, maybe uh, someone's marriage is, looks like it's failing on the brink of failing or a wayward child. And I'm not trying to um, bring up topics or make up topics or subjects, I should say, um, but maybe you can encourage me and encourage others how to experience god's love in the midst of suffering how does the bible anchor us into this uh this theology it is theology right, right pastor michael
2: absolutely it is um you know i was uh, i would say you know i, I wrote an article recently called uh, finding Dewdrops uh, dew drops in the ravine of suffering
1: <laughs> i like it
2: uh and, um, so I, so I, I don't, I don't think I've ever mentioned it. So there's a blog called michaelteddy.com in case you want to check it out. So I, uh, from time to time, I put up some stuff there, just stuff happening in my own home, in my own family. And, um, one of the things that, uh, this is a tough subject because it's a sensitive subject. It's a subject that, that is close to so many people's heart and suffering is not Strange to so many people probably listening to us, and uh, as a young man, um, uh, I I, I want to come out front and say I've suffered so much less than so many of the brothers I know. Even you, Pastor Dog, you know, if we if uh, if we did an exercise of comparing suffering, and uh, you know, we just the age gap is enough. To know how much more an older man goes through, how much more years of suffering he has had to deal with than any younger man. Um, So I always grew up knowing the theology of suffering, so to speak. Um, what the Bible says and how, you know, when we read James, I mean, that's the go-to place, right? Consider it all joy when you yeah, go exactly. through trials and tribulations exactly. of various kinds. I mean, it's good to memorize, except when the suffering comes, it's so hard to find the joy, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: it's and true. and and what I love about James is that, is that he doesn't say, find your joy in suffering. He says, consider it joy. <laughs> uh, it's 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 it's, a, it's it's a way you you approach the whole suffering it's not that your suffering disappears uh, and so when I was writing uh, finding dew drops in the ravine of suffering I was talking from my own life in the past few months uh, when my wife uh, was pregnant for the nine months that she was pregnant People kept telling us about all the difficulties of pregnancy she'd have to face. You know, she'd be nauseated. She'd vomit a lot. She'd uh, um, have lots of craving for food. She'd be emotional. So they gave us a lot of stuff to prepare for, and she had none of those, those symptoms, she never vomited. She didn't have any sort of uh, severe cravings. She was just ice cool and as normal as she could be. She had her time to time nausea and all those kind of things, but nothing severe. And every test we did, right, came normal. Uh, the, the pregnancy was uh, a bliss. Every scan, every report, everything the doctors were saying they were so happy about, everything was normal. And when it came time to her due date, um, things started changing a little bit, started getting a little difficult. And then finally they took her into the labor room and we were waiting outside, kind of, you know, waiting for our name to get called so we can go and see the baby, right? So we got lots of people sitting there waiting to uh, have their name called. And so they called our name. And so we jumped up and we ran in, so excited to see the baby. But when we went in, what we saw were uh, doctors and nurses running and rushing all over the place. And uh, our doctor came running to us and said, "The baby's not coming out. His heart rate is dropping. We're going in." And she just left, you know. Oh, wow. And and it was. This is the first
1: time a, I'm hearing about this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it it was a sudden shock because my wife and i prayed and waited and wanted to have a normal delivery because we can have as many kids as we can and you know if it's a normal delivery we don't have to wait as long for the next child and you know we're in our 30s and we want to fill our home with babies and so <laughs> we, we we kept talking about all of that and this was just like everything went you know on a standstill you know it was unexpected we didn't know what to do and the doctor was so upset because the doctor was saying, look, everything about the pregnancy is normal up until this point. And the doctor doesn't know why the baby is not coming out. And so they, they wow. rushed her in. They did a C-section. They took the baby out. Um, the baby came out healthy, uh, 2.8 kgs of him. And my wife, uh, they brought my wife back six hours later. She was fine. Everything, the, the whole surgery went well. Everything was normal. But then it just came one after another, right? The baby developed uh, a, a certain pus discharge from his eyes that required antibiotic treatment just a couple of days from his uh, birth. Um, he, his jaundice situation got a little bad. They needed to do separate phototherapy on him. In a matter of a few weeks, he developed a fever We took him, we did several tests and they found that he has a urinary infection. Uh, They couldn't trace how he got the urinary infection. So in less than a month, we were back in the hospital, admitted again for a week where he had to go through, uh, you know, injections and uh, uh, an entire antibiotic course, uh, which was difficult. He's crying all over the place. While at the hospital, he started vomiting, all his feed. Uh, so he just, none of the intake feeds were going in and they had to figure out why that was happening. So it just went through just a few weeks or months of just problem after problem after problem. And I look around me and I see a lot of non-Christians, right? My friends, the people I know who are not Christian, they don't believe in Jesus and they just have none of these problems. They were pregnant. They gave birth to healthy babies. They went back home. They're completely fine. Everything is going well. Everything is going good. Everything is going great. And I found myself just, uh, you know, going back to Psalm 73 and uh, reading what uh, the cry of ASAP, where he says, Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long have I been stricken and rebuked every morning. Right? Yeah. I was
1: thinking, Pastor Michael. I was thinking of that same psalm when you were telling me the <laughs> when you were telling me the story, and I didn't even know about this. And and let's and now think about Pastor Michael in his suffering. What about your wife? Oh I mean, yeah. Think about your wife. I mean, I'm not trying to take it off you because you be in the no, father, I know, but yeah. think about your wife in this thing. She's saying, wow, this was a pregnancy that was kind of ho-hum. I, I don't want to use those words, but it looked I'd, like it was going really smooth, and then at the end, ba and hear all these things, one thing after another, and she's got to be um, stricken yeah. in her, her faith a little bit, too.
2: Yeah. And, and, and we found ourselves sitting together and talking a lot about, okay, what are we, how are we going to make sense of it all? What are we going to do with this? And one of the first things that we kept telling each other was, after having gone through whatever we had to suffer for that period of time, we kept intentionally looking at the sufferings of those whom we know throughout church history, uh, throughout our own history, family members, um, people like you, Pastor Dom, of of the kind of things that you've had to suffer in your own lives. And we we immediately found that our sufferings were much more smaller, you know, and it was, in a sense, it was a comfort, you know, God's not thrown us at the deep end of the pool. This is a difficult place that we're in, but, but then what is the theology? How do we, from this little suffering to great suffering, What do we do? And the first thing we we told ourselves is going back to James is this is training. Mm. We trust a sovereign God. So we know this is at some level training because this is all perfecting us, bringing our faith to completion. Mm. There is a purpose here that we cannot see. Okay. So that kind of helped us, you know, just, just get our heads in the game, try to think about how to approach it. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more we discussed about it, it just came back to the fact that we have to have a trust in God's promises, in his word, over and against everything else in life. Either either we can use our experiences to interpret the Bible, Or we can use the Bible to interpret our experiences. And I've always found that in these circumstances, the test of faith is the test of how much you're willing to take God's word for it. Mm. And so we kept going back to scripture and saying, well, in this suffering, if we can suffer well, then we would have built up the resilience to suffer well more for any suffering that comes in the future. Because we know that any and all suffering that the Christian faces, he faces because the Lord has allowed him to face it. And there is a perfect plan. So we kept going back to Romans 8, you know, he causes all things to work together for our good. Now, we don't see it now. We don't feel it. We kind of feel abandoned, but the Bible says we're not. So what are we going to trust in are we going to trust in how we feel or are we going to trust in what is written
1: yeah may may interject for and i'm, I'm thinking as yeah. you are speaking it's a, it's a, uh, just a uh, again we're, we're going on 18 minutes you know how quick this time goes but yeah. in the midst of now think about this and i'm i'm again i'm i'm looking outside this but as i'm hearing the the story Uh, as gut-wrenching it is, because it's your son. I mean, this is, you know, this is, you know, again, there's a lot of skin in the game here for you. But I think about, what I'm thinking about as I'm listening to the story, I'm I'm outside the story, but listening, think about how, during this mist of suffering, how you and your wife, almost as a fellowship of believers, not only husband and wife, that you guys came together in a way that maybe you wouldn't have come together, and I'm not in 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 yeah. if everything went beautiful, and I'm right. not saying that. But here, you and your wife sat down and said, and it was almost like a a a, a marriage. I don't want to say retreat, but a kind of you know. Even though I'm going through this thing, I still got my wife, and my wife's got me. And baby Ethan's got both of us, so we need to we need to navigate this together. I think right there, that's a that was a blessing for you, and it had to be a blessing for her, and obviously yeah. a blessing for baby Ethan because the parents are working through this. And so, even though the theology of suffering was there, it also brought a fellowship and a tightness into the marriage. Can I can I say is that yeah. okay, fair to say? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And and if we if we stick with that belief that ultimately we've got to trust God through these circumstances, even if we can't see what He's doing, even if we can cannot pinpoint the exact stuff that's going on. Now, in retrospect, just like what you're saying, these are beautiful things. So one of the dewdrops in this ravine of suffering that I kind of experienced was there was this point when I when I was with Ethan, the baby. And I was holding Ethan and I was like, oh, Lord, spare my son from this suffering. You know, spare my son from this suffering. He, 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 he doesn't have to go through this. Have mercy, spare my son from the suffering. And as I was praying that prayer, I just began welling up inside of me because that's precisely what the father did not do with his son for our sake.
1: Oh, yes. Yes.
2: So I'm, I'm watching my son suffer and I don't want him to. Mm. Right. And I'm praying for his relief. And I'm thinking to myself, my son and I are here today because the heavenly father did not spare his son for our sake. It just changed the way I saw it. It just changed the way I saw suffering because if he loves me that much. So one of the things I write in the article is wow. that the one of the lessons we learned is Ethan
1: is his baby boy before he's ours. Praise the Lord. First of all, I ain't letting you off this podcast until you send me that article. Can I please have the, do yeah. I get the article? Yeah, yeah, I said mean, you the article. See, you know, when we we always do like a, a I don't want to say a sideshow, but we talk before we come on, and you know, I, and I'm not saying because we are not, and Pastor Michael will agree, we're not that smart. I mean, we're just not. Oh, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we don't do no, we don't rehearse none of this stuff. Yeah. So that's why if you hear mistakes, we don't. You know, we're just sitting down as, you know, two Christian brothers who God has graced to be pastors. I don't know how he... <laughs> I, listen, I can see why he may have chose you. I don't know how he chose me. <laughs> I, and this is something... I'm not trying to get off the topic, and we got... Tw- this is 22 minutes in, so we got two minutes to wrap up. I'm not trying to get off this topic of suffering. I am trying to... I, what I'm trying to do here is that this is how Christians should speak. This is yeah. how we need to get together in our lives and be able to talk about things. Because at the end of the day, Pastor Michael, we don't have anybody but each other. Oh, yeah. And you found at that time of suffering, and that time when your baby boy is suffering, you had your wife, and then the realization come, like the prodigal son saying, look at what my Lord did. My Lord and Savior was on that cross, and his father, let me say it this way, allowed his child to go through that, for you for yeah. baby Ethan, for your right. wife for me yeah yeah that's the god we serve wrap us Amen. up with suffering wrap us up you got, you got about a minute and a half buddy yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. so the the ultimate truth that just began to uh, dig deep into my heart is the fact that god cares god cares for me he loves me how do i know that i know that because the bible tells me so As Christians, we need to develop a kind of security, not in our experiences, not in our feelings, but a kind of security in scripture, because it is written. uh, Heaven and earth may pass away, but not a dot, not an iota of his word will pass away. as Christians, if we anchor our lives on the truth of God's word, then the experiences we face, we will be far more adept. At fighting, at, at, at uh, resisting the temptation of the enemy during this time. And if we have, if I can close with this, if you have a biblical worldview, if the Bible is the center of your worldview, then in the ravine of suffering, scripture is the dewdrops that you will find. It is it is the life-giving water you will find. And we can say At the end of all of it, or through all of it, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me.
1: Amen. And if the dew drops are the scripture, the dew drop capital is Christ. Oh, yes. Right. Praise the Lord. Street Amen. Talk Theology, Pastor Michael Teddy, Pastor Dominic Romaldi, Pastor Michael Teddy in India, Pastor Dominic Romaldi here in Arizona, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Till next time, in Jesus' name.
0: Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.